Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Tuesday. There's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. For another season, Nicole Jokic will go without playing with an all-star who's playing significant minutes. When I say significant minutes, DeAndre Jordan way back in the day uh, was an all-star, but he's not playing with any all-stars right now. Um, You felt that before the season started, Jamal Murray would be an all-star. Yeah. I think you would agree now he shouldn't be an all-star. Is that fair to say? Or should he? Well, I mean, I'll ask a question. Would you take Jamal Murray over De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. uh, No. No. I I mean, I wouldn't either, and I'm a Jamal Murray guy. In the playoffs, I would. Right. So, so... I think he's an all-star talent. He hasn't been an all-star. It is what it is. Steph Curry is what a, ten, a ten-time all-star now. Yeah, he's he, he he's a no-brainer. He's he, grandfathered in. Yeah, yes, he's grandfathered like LeBron James. He's, he's grandfathered, grandfathered in, but he's also still good enough to be an all-star. I think the other night he had like seven or eight three-pointers again. Yeah, he's just he's amazing, absolutely amazing. So yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, that's one that uh, technically I swung and missed on. You're right. And I'll tell you this about Nikola Jokic. We talked about this before the playoffs. It is pretty stunning that when you look at guys who have won championships, okay, mm-hmm. Magic, Bird, Jordan, Russell, Kobe, LeBron. Sorry if I left out your favorite player. There's always a yin and a yang. I'm ta- I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. Guys who are considered some of the best of all time. Yeah. Okay. We can throw you. There are plenty of guys we could throw in there, but generally speaking, that's a pretty good list to start with. Sure. Not only have those guys played with, with an all-star, they have played with a Hall of Famer. Now think, so we're not going to take it next level. And it's playing with a Hall of Famer. And by the way, Magic played with a Hall of Famer. So did Bird. So did Jordan. So did Russell. So did Kobe. So did LeBron. Forget about All-Star or forget about Hall of Fame. We're going to dumb it down to All-Star, and Jokic hasn't done that either. No, but, and I'll take it even a step further, All-Stars. Not just one All-Star, but some of these guys have the benefit, (coughs) excuse me, of playing with multiple All-Stars during their championship runs. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Does it elevate Nikola Jokic in your eyes even further? It should. I think it it does me. Yep. I, I, I think it, but he's so unique as a talent, leader, example, a counter, all of the things that he demands very quietly, but that people respond to. He is, to me, as much of the ultimate elevator as we've seen from an athlete 
in a long, long time. And there are plenty of others that have done it. It is, by the way, the generally accepted defining of greatness. Can you elevate those around you? And there have been plenty of examples, but not quite in the way that Jokic does it. He's done it. I don't think anyone would argue that he and Jordan, and I'm not making the comparison six to one, just so so don't get on me for that, but they lead in very different ways. There's accountability in very different ways. There's examples of leadership in very different ways. It may end up providing the same result, but it's arrived at in a di- very different fashion. So, yeah, to me, it's just another reflection of the brilliance of Nikola Jokic. Having said that, Jamal Murray's a pretty badass talent, right? I mean, okay, we're sitting here and arguing his all-star qualifications. There's no one I'd rather have in the playoffs playing with Nikola Jokic than Jamal Murray. Right. Now, let's dig a little bit deeper about Jamal Murray. He's eligible for a fat new contract. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting. Right. Now, in order to get a super max deal, you need to be named to one of the all-NBA teams or you need to be a defensive player of the year. Clearly, he's not going to be the defensive player of the year. With that, it's kind of... Being an all-star is very similar to the Golden Globes Awards. If you win a Golden Globe, there's a pretty good chance you're going to win an Oscar. Right? Right. Doesn't mean it's always going to happen, but that's kind of the foreshadowing of what's yet to come at the Academy Awards. Murray can sign that new contract right now if he wants to. He didn't want to. Right. He he wants to play the Joe Flacco game, which is, I'll play out my final season. Let's see how it goes. And if I have a great season, I know I'm going to get paid. Joe Flacco just happened to do it in 2012 when he led his team to a Super Bowl, and he had an unbelievable postseason. For Jamal Murray... It clearly has not gotten off to that type of start. No. And, and, but it, but it, and here's the other thing. If Jamal Murray helps lead the Nuggets to another championship, but he is by far and away the best player on the court, and yes, he is far and away better than Nikola Jokic, Ooh. he still cannot get a Supermax deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not based on the playoffs. It's based on the regular season. So if you're the Nuggets, happy isn't the right word, but aren't you kind of thinking, man, not only do we not have to pay Jamal Murray a Supermax deal this year, Mm -hmm. but it's going to help us with our salary cap because it's really going to get blown out of whack if we have to give him a Supermax deal. They're over the salary cap now anyway. Oh, my God, yes. Like, like, there's a 20, I'm... My figures of for teams they're that are a, over the cap. They are, are in a bad spot. But they're not of, in a great spot. Because of the new CBA, yeah. they're in a bad spot. You know who's in a worse spot than them? Mm. There's one team next year that's in a worse spot Don't than know. them. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Ah. You mean the Minnesota Timberwolves with two All-Stars? Um, and who's going to argue it? Rudy Gobert didn't make it. No. Rudy Gobert's playing like an All-Star. Carl Anthony Towns made it. Yep. And Anthony Edwards made it. And you know what? I'm not arguing with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards hasn't even gotten his new contract yet, has he? Or did he? Not yet. No, no he hasn't. So you have Rudy that, Gobert. That's a bad boy. You have Rudy Gobert, Max Deal. You have Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. Max Deal. And you haven't and, even paid Edwards And yet. you're about to pay a super Max deal to Anthony Edwards. Yeah. No, by the way, Carl Anthony Towns 
does have a Supermax deal. They're in worse cap space than the Nuggets are. Mm. So give Jamal Murray a Supermax deal, and that that's a wow on your cap. Mm. Very interesting. Well, I mean, Jamal isn't, uh, you know, isn't, uh, you know, searching the cushions for grocery money, but I get it. And I get that there's a pride factor and a, uh, and an order to supermax max deals, the amount of money that you make, um, being an all-star. Those are all very real things. And I think they're meaningful to Jamal Murray. Clearly being an all-star was very meaningful and is very meaningful for Jamal Murray. It is. So um, getting that Supermax deal is a huge deal mm-hmm. because it's a very small fraternity of maybe 10 players. That's it. And yes, Carl Anthony Towns is one of those guys, and so is Nikola Jokic. But it's going to crush their cap. Yeah. What What is he in? It, it, his deal is $158 million. Who's he's that? The, Jamal's. I think he's in the last year because he had a three-year extension on the table that he opted not to. Um, but he's he's on the, yeah, 158. He's eligible. He is eligible for a three-year $144 million right. extension right. right now. Yeah. He's under contract right now for $36 million There you go. Heading into next year. So there you go. Yeah. And if he gets that, uh, actually, well, what is the... Uh, He's in the final year of a five-year, $158 million deal. So, Jamal Murray, what would a Supermax deal look like? Can we get some thinking music, Oh, uh, there we go. Two days in a row. Nice. Well, I got to... Good, I can think about some things. Supermax deal would value him at 35% of the salary cap, which is... I can't do the math that fast. I'll just call it a lot, in all caps. So, would that be... For $52 million? I mean, I don't know. He'd be right there with Jokic and probably a little bit more. Again, never have been talented or valued enough in my profession to even have these discussions. I will again ask, how much is enough? And I get, no, no. And I what say. Is, what are you talking about? He's He's eligible for it. Yeah. He's eligible for it. Why? Why wouldn't he? Oh no, it? he can go. He can absolutely go. He can go for whatever he wants. Jokic's Jokic's supermax deal was five years, two hundred and seventy-six million. There you go. Right. Yeah. So Jamal yeah. Murray, I believe, would be living in that neighborhood. Yeah, in the fifty million dollar range, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Coming up after the break, James Palmer from NFL Network had a very interesting take on Russell Wilson potentially being shipped out of town, and I don't mean by trade, getting rid of you know, getting rid of him, right? Yep. What that's going to do with the salary cap, but how it's going to affect other guys on the team, specifically Garrett Bowles. That's next. Because there's a hunger belonging to frequently as possible. Then, as it becomes easier for you, play the record once a day or as needed. 
Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Tuesday. Auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions, and there are lots of them at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I really like telling you about Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock or Aurora. I have an internist, but in a lot of ways, I look at Dr. Lee as my internist as well. Uh, There are a lot of companies out there that make you feel insecure about ED, make you feel insecure about a lot of different things. That's not the way it works at Castle Rock Men's Health in Aurora or in Castle Rock. Uh, It's a whole body process where they do my blood work far more often than those other chop shops do to make sure that I'm at my optimum health. I love the fact that everything is delivered to my home on time. It's amazing. When I take my last syringe of testosterone, suddenly a new package shows up at my door. Perfect timing. Testosterone, estrogen blockers, B12, anything that you need. Dr. Lee is a guy who really cares about your health. Unlike you go to those other places, and I feel like it's just some guy running around in a lab coat. Hmm. I really think there is a huge difference. Go to crmenshealth.com. That's crmenshealth.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. Okay, James Palmer, our friend, uh, had a really interesting report, and he was talking about if Russell Wilson eventually walks out the door and the Broncos are hammered with that uh, big dead cap hit. This is what he said. What's really going to happen with this dead money is you're going to lose players on your roster. Now, We already knew that. Yes. But how he furthered the story was this. He said, I don't know how they're going to keep Garrett Bowles on the team. I know Garrett thinks the Broncos won't keep him. You can't pay everyone. It is my understanding through somebody who knows Garrett, who had a conversation with Garrett, that Garrett was very upset that he did not get a contract offer this season. That's a big deal. Sure. I remember Malik Jackson was really upset and... Danny Trevathan, really upset. They did not get contract offers. Now, that was before the Super Bowl season. And Malik told me personally, uh, John Elway's not going to have a chance to resign me. I am going out to the open market. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a difference. Malik Jackson was getting ready to go into his free agent year. 2014, he wanted a contract going into his final year. For Garrett Bowles, he is now going into his final year. Because of this whole Wilson thing, the only way to really keep Garrett Bowles is to restructure his contract. He might say, you know what? I'm not going to. Full well knowing 
that the Broncos are probably going to have to cut him or trade him. And I know he's tired of losing because he has said it many, many times. Yeah. There are guys that if you're looking for ways to efficiently cut into the, uh, over the, 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 the salary cap issues they have now before Russell Wilson even happens. I mean, remember they're 20 some million dollars over the, Salary cap, right? Already before before, this decision has been made. Before the Russell Wilson thing starts to kick in. Right. Um, And that's if you spread it over two years. Right. You got to find targets. And remember, there are examples, but I don't think they're good examples. You can always find examples, but it doesn't mean they're good examples. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were way over the salary cap. Well, they they happen to catch lightning in a bottle, and that, that... is probably a disservice when I say that about Baker Mayfield because I think he's a pretty good quarterback anyway. They wound they wound up getting a guy who came in for about four or five million with tons of incentives, right? And he probably hit lots of them. Yeah, and he's going to play his way into probably a three year deal. The the Packers cap hell, but they have a really young team and a quarterback under control in Jordan Love. All the teams that have cap issues all have quarterbacks. If you believe Baker Mayfield will stay in Tampa, which why, you know, obviously he will. <laughs> so, I mean, then you've got Jordan Love and you've got, you know, Jalen Hurts and you've got. Um, I mean, the Saints. Matt Stafford. The Saints were not in a very good position. No, and the, and the Saints have. And they're still in a bad position. Yeah, but they've got Derek Carr. Yeah. I, I mean, right? Yeah, they do. I, I mean, would you rather have Derek Carr or Jarrett Stidham? With all due respect. Would you would you rather I mean, hold on? Would you rather have Derek Carr or Russell Wilson? Derek Carr. Yep. I would have rather had Derek Carr than Russell Wilson. And I was I'm not going to revise history. I was very excited with the possibilities of Russell Wilson. But if you had given me an either or at that time, I'd have taken Derek Carr. Why? I just liked his game. I like his game. I too. like his game. You're gonna I, you're gonna pass up a Hall of Famer. For Derek Carr? Well, I just, I mean. Back then, you would have? I mean. You would have rather had a couple coming years off, ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? Coming off the year. Well, well, could, well I mean, no. You, no you, you're on Bruce Island on that one. Oh, I don't know. I think there's plenty of people that would have taken Derek Carr over back, Russell Wilson. Back then. Now. He was it, coming off of a, he was coming off of a, he was coming off of a, he wasn't coming off of a great season. Derek Carr has been pretty damn consistent. And, and, and Russ was coming off the, the, the injured finger year and stuff like that. I don't think I'm not saying it was a no brainer, but I think that if you could, if push and shove ended up being equal, I think Derek Carr would have been. Although I shouldn't say that because I was thinking, because now in retrospect, you're thinking about fit, but I think Derek Carr is Derek Carr has been an incredibly consistent performer very consistent so i wouldn't say that it was huge but i think that i probably would have leaned that way Hmm. that's all like i said it it, it's not so appreciable that it makes a difference and it sounds like revisionist and i don't mean it to sound that way but i didn't think that Russell Wilson was any better of an option than 
Derek Carr would have been if he had been made available at that particular point. Well, one guy was far more proven than the other guy. Mm-hmm. One guy had taken his team to two Super Bowls, right. and the other guy had not. I mean, looking yeah. at looking at the numbers for, I mean, if we're just going to look at numbers, although when you look at Russell Wilson, it's really not fair to say, you know, what what are somebody's numbers because mm-hmm. do his numbers really match what he did? Um, so you know, uh, when he came from the Seahawks, twenty five touchdowns, six interceptions, quarterback rating of one hundred and three, mm-hmm. and his pass and his Completion percentage was six sixty five. He was coming off a pretty good season. Yeah, that's not bad. But but you said he wasn't coming off a good season. I stand corrected. Okay. Yeah, I I, I would have taken Russell Wilson over Derek Carr all day. Good. Clearly, clearly it did not work out. Now with that, what are the Broncos' options? You have three big ticket players who are all in the final year of their deal coming up. Right. You have Bowles. They can get sixteen million in cap relief if they cut him or trade him. Justin Simmons, $14.5 million they can save. Cut him or trade him. DJ Jones, $10 million, cut him or trade him. Tim Patrick, $10 million, cut him or trade him. I think it's an easy decision with Tim Patrick. I'm not so sure DJ Jones will be back next year. No, I wouldn't bet on that one. And I think he's a big part of that defense. You got to make hard decisions. Boy, I get that. I mean, I mean you know, it's $10 bucks. I mean, so you gotta, you got, you've got to figure out I mean that that's that's when you get to a place like this <laughs> you're going to have to make some uncomfortable decisions right. with guys that have proven themselves to be very effective. As we get closer to decision day with Russell Wilson, has your opinion changed at all since the Sean Payton George Payton press conference on what the Broncos will do with Wilson? Has the needle even moved slightly either way? No, I think they'll release him. That's what I thought from Jump Street. They'll but, release him. But do you feel more strongly they're going to release him than I you feel did three exactly weeks ago? Exactly the same way. The same. I, th- I think. I think. I. It's like to me, it's it's too much water under the bridge. Too much of this is played out publicly. I think that um, the damage has been done, regardless of the way that it was described by. Sean and George and ownership uh, at the end of the season, you know, the door's still open, friendly conversation, blah, blah, you know, he's welcome back. Really? It didn't sound like that when he was taking questions in the locker room. And and maybe cooler heads prevail, but I think that there's just a lot of water under that bridge. And and the team, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to try to make, I mean, you, now you're going to backtrack and try to make it work? Ah, it just doesn't fit. And you can't trade him. Who the hell is going to trade for him? Well, there's no reason to trade for right. him. Right. Because Bron- he's going to release. The Broncos are going to release him. So, I mean, so, so yeah, so that, so that's out of the barn, too. Yep. I mean, you've, all, you've already played your hand. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Now, I'm not saying anything, anything's possible, I right. suppose. But the way that this tracks to me is they release them in March. Yeah. Off you go. Coming up after the break, uh, the Pro Bowl decided to do something new, which was a skills competition. Did you like it? Did you think, ugh, 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 I don't know about this. Or did you say, you know what, I really kind of like this. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Peyton and Eli were a big part of this. Two of them 
our national treasure. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And here's something else. Peyton Manning, you can make the case, is the most popular current or former NFL player in the United States. Is that fair to say? Even more so than Patrick Mahomes? We'll talk about it next. Okay. Everybody looking for a dance floor to run on. If you want to run away with me, I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride. I had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm where the music don't stop for life. Glitter in the sky, glitter in my eyes, shining just the way like. If you're feeling like you need a little bit of company, you met me at the perfect time. You want me, I want you, baby. My sugar boo, I'm levitating. The Milky Way, we're relegated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest, ain't no debating on it. I'm still levitated, I'm heavily medicated. Ironic, I gave him love and they end up hating on me. She told me she loved me and she been waiting. Been fighting hard for your love and I'm running thin on my patience. Needing someone to hug, even took it back to the basics. You see what you got me out here doing? Might have threw me off, but can't nobody stop the movement. Uh-uh, let's go. Left foot, right foot, levitating. Pop stars, do a leap with the baby. I had to lace my shoes for all the blessings I was chasing. If I ever slip, I fall into a better situation. So catch up, go put some cheese on it, get out and get your bread up. They always leave when you fall, but you run together. Weight of the world on my shoulders, I kept my head up. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Please tell me that what Bruce and I were talking about was just not on mic. It may have been. Oh, my. No, it was not. Because <laughs> there were a few words that uh, were being exchanged back and I forth that, that are not FCC arable <laughs> is the best way to put it. You're all good, homeboy. I think we are. I think so. And by the way, <clears throat> I was not talking about you, Alex. I was talking about Brett. Anyway, uh, if you want to join us, you could do so on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Tuesday, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Promo skills competition last night. Did you like it? Were you like, nah? Do you no, really want to see it, it again? No, I'm good with it. I think it's. Uh, I think that they've been creative about how they've reimagined it. Yep. Um, 
It's cool to see all those guys together. It's cool to see them luxuriate in the shared experience of being who they are. Um, You can tell the camaraderie that they have being guys at that level in the NFL. I thought it was great. I mean, what I saw of it, I, I saw a little, I saw a little bit of, uh, not a little bit, a fair amount of the quarterbacks competition, the, 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 the good throws competition or whatever right. they called it. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was good give and take. I thought Baker Mayfield was a perfect guy to be in it because yep. he's that kind of guy. Right. And, um, no, I thought it's, I, I think it's interesting I, and good yeah. for them. And, and, and uh, by the way, I expect the NFL to pivot like that right. and be successful they, doing it. They they get it. They know how to put on they a show. They do. They really do. Uh, with that, Peyton and Eli were a part of it. Certainly, they added tremendously to the broadcast, which got me thinking, do you think that Peyton Manning is the most recognizable and popular either former or current NFL player right now? Yeah. I think he and Mahomes are probably recognizable, very of a very, very similar ilk. I mean, if is Mahomes the face of the NFL, he's the face of the NFL, right? But, 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 but Peyton, Peyton Manning goes well beyond. Yeah, and he has legacy. Correct. So I mean, so that got different, me, different things. That got me to thinking mm-hmm. if there was a vote. Every single person in the United States got a vote. Every person, 336 million people, got a vote. Who do you like more, Peyton Manning or Taylor Swift? Who would win? Taylor Swift's demos are what? The 12 to... Uh, well, 42 or there we go. I was something I was like you go that. High. Yeah. Yeah. 12 to 42. Yeah. Peyton man. I, that's a hard one for me. I think the snap would be, you can't compete with Taylor Swift uh, uh, and, 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 and maybe I would go that way. I, I crunched some numbers. Oh, good for you. Good. Yeah, crunch some numbers. Mm-hmm. Although they're beyond not accurate. About 10 million people went to see her in concert in the United States. There are 336 roughly million people in the United mm-hmm. States. There are far more football fans in the United States than there are Taylor Swift fans. Is that fair to are say? Are you basing that on 10 million people going to see her? Well, a lot of people Because there's a lot of people that don't go see her. They're they, probably they, pretty good fans. Or couldn't afford. Yeah. Okay. That could be too. But I would say, what percentage of the United States are football fans? You had to give a rough guess. Well, I mean, seventy percent. I, mean, I mean, look at the ratings. I mean, yes, look at the ratings. Ninety-six of the top-rated right. TV shows this year or last year right. were football games, right. NFL football games, right? Right. Yeah, it would be. I, I would. That would be interesting. Okay, Let, let's start it this way. I know there are men that are Taylor Swift fans. I get it, but any man that's a football player will automatically cast his vote for. Peyton Manning. No question. Okay. Yes. And not every woman is a Taylor Swift fan. Boy, it sure seems like it, but I guess you're probably right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's closer than I thought. I think you're talking. I will say this. 
you're talking about two people with massive Q ratings. Yes. Massive Q ratings. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how she's become political. I would recommend this to all politicians. Do not criticize her. Yeah. Criticize Taylor Swift at your own risk. Yes. Because there will be a tremendous backlash on you. Don't criticize somebody who is widely popular. But she has become a political lightning rod. Yeah, very much so. She's a she's a remarkable person. Yep. Who has done I, to me, I look at Taylor Swift as the promise of the great American dream. Yep. And I don't know how you can't cheer for that. And I don't have a problem with her being shown on television and his, her relationship with Travis Kelsey. The only, the, the one thing that I'm really happy about that she has been able to accomplish is, is she has been able to put Travis Kelsey on the map. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? <laughs> Cam Newton had some spicy comments about Brock Purdy and oh, how God. valuable spicy. he is oh, to the God. 49ers. Shut up, Cam. Shut up, Cam. Did you see the hat that he was wearing? Oh, I oh saw my it. God, it was just right fantastic. up his alley. Stop it, you jealous. <laughs> Stop it, Cam. And where where did the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic rank on NBA's merchandise sales list? That's all coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Isn't the best place to find the lovers so of the bar is where I go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends at the table doing shots, Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Tuesday, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. All righty, guys. Just in case you missed it, the NBA released the list of their top-selling NBA jerseys. Nikola Jokic came in at number 14. Uh, the top five were Steph Curry at one, Jason Tatum at two, LeBron at three, Victor Wembanyama at four, and Giannis at five. Uh, the Nuggets also didn't crack the top 10 in NBA's top-selling team merchandise list uh, with the Lakers, Celtics, and Warriors as the top three. Does this surprise you at all? No. No, not really. I mean, um, and Milwaukee had some high numbers, but they've got two, I mean, undeniable megastars. Um, 
So no, no, none of it really surprises me. And Jokic is such an unassuming star that uh, that it's a different kind of fan that he relates to. Here, give me the top five guys. I'll tell you what they all have in common. Give me the top five guys again. Uh, Steph Curry. Yep. Jason Tatum. Yep. LeBron. Yep. Wembenyama. Yep. And Giannis. Okay. Um, some of those guys play in major markets. Four or five of them. Yeah. And uh, they're on Sports Center all the time. Yeah. But Jokic is not. I mean, are you really going to show a mid-range jumper from Nikola Jokic? Uh, are you really going to show him backing somebody down? He, he, he's he's not eye candy. No, in any shape or fashion. No. That's why. He's not eye candy. But what does it matter? He's the defending champ. And he's the defending finals MVP. Bingo. All right, just in case you missed it, Cam Newton said that Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on the 49ers. As Newton said, I've never said that Brock Purdy is trash. What I did say was that Brock Purdy was a game manager, and I'm not recanting that. Uh, If Newton is right and Purdy is the 10th best player on the team, can the 49ers still win a Super Bowl with the quarterback as your 10th best player? Well, of course, although I don't buy the premise that he's the 10th best player, and frankly, I don't care what Cam Newton thinks. Yes, he played in the Super Bowl. Yes, he was an MVP. He's got far more cachet than many. But I just, I, I just, I don't care about what he thinks about Brock Purdy or frankly anything else in the NFL now that I can think of it. Cam Newton got embarrassed in the Super Bowl and his career was never the same after. Period. Never the same after. And as I was out there, in San Francisco, on Radio Row, talking to him, press conferences and stuff, you can tell he was uneasy going into that game. He seemed to be on edge Hmm. going into that game, and it certainly showed. By the way, here's something interesting, maybe a David and Goliath thing. Now, there are more than a few people coming out and saying, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of all time. I am one of those guys. But there are national guys who are saying it, too. What kind of storyline would it be that the last pick in the draft, while he's not playing head-to-head against Mahomes, the last pick in the draft just outplayed and beat the greatest quarterback of all time? Wouldn't that be a story? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it's not that far-fetched, is it? Nope. At all. So, looking forward to it. Super Bowl week next week. Let's go. The, the term game manager is so yeah. overused. Yeah. Um, and it's so, and, and coming from. And by the way, what is the definition of a game manager? Playing within the system? Because everybody does it. Every quarterback manages the game. Now, I hate to tell them. Now, when you have a Patrick Mahomes, he makes plays happen, right? There are certain guys, Jalen Hurts does that. There are a lot of guys that make things happen. And that was Cam Newton. He was not a game manager. He went off script a lot, and he was a terrific runner. Sure. He won an MVP. So, no, when you look at traditional pocket quarterbacks, they can be labeled game managers. Tom Brady, you can label as a game manager, too. He dinked and dunked all the time with Wes Welker and Amendola and Gronkowski. Does that make him a game manager? Well, Probably it's, to an extent. But it's such a derogatory term. What the hell is wrong with being a manager of a game? Seriously, if you're managing the game successfully, you'll take that all the way to the bank. It's not about managing games. It's about winning games. 
And if you need to manage the game to win games, that's all that matters. I'm with you. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, we didn't get to this yesterday, but um, so after three decades of ownership, Peter Angelos is selling the Baltimore Orioles for $1.725 billion. Baltimore ranks 29th in payroll this season, and they've ranked last or next to last for more than half a decade. Uh, Peter Angelos has been the primary owner since 1993, and the Orioles are being sold to a pair of private equity billionaires. Uh, Baltimore already traded for star pitcher Corbin Burns yesterday. Do you think these new owners will spend significantly more money than Angelos did? I don't know about significantly more money. I think it's interesting that, that Angelos is getting out while the Orioles are at their peak. It's so, the timing is just weird. Now, I don't know about things going on in his life, this, that, and the other thing. I'm sure that there's a, a good reason for it. But the Orioles are a fairly hot commodity right now. So, um, you know, and the, and that, that whole division is very competitive. A lot of money being spent in that division. I think it's a, it'll be interesting to see how we move forward. But the Orioles are a factor, no question. That is going to do it for us. That is Mount, not Mountain High. That is Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, the Super Bowl is coming up fast. So you might have a Super Bowl party. We were just invited to a Super Bowl party. And um, I'm sure my friend is going to have loads of liquor at his place. My recommendation, order from Argonaut Wine and Liquor. They deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over 200 bucks is free. Or you can go check them out on Colfax. Best in town. See why Westward calls Argonaut Wine and Liquor. The best liquor store in Denver, five years running. That's going to do it for us. Brett and Alex, great job as always. Same with you, Bruce. Can you believe we're getting out on time? Again, make the best possible weekend you can.